0: Welcome to the Creator Spotlight, the interview portion of the Spotlight here on Fightful. I am Steven Jensen, as always, with Jeremy Lambert. And we have two guests today, as you can see. One is a returning guest. He is the best boxer in the universes. And he is also the man with the fastest knockout in YouTube boxing history. He is Nathan Barnett and or dad and or dad bot. However you want to say it, the man himself, dad, is back. And he's brought a friend who y'all might know from the world of professional wrestling. Fightful being pretty well known in the wrestling space. is very cool to have this guy here. We have a man who I've known since Tough Enough 3, a big fan from back in the day. A dude, who I followed a long time, a lot of titles, a lot of last names. Um, and he's going to be performing or uh, competing, I should say, with Dad um, in separate fights for Creator Clash 2. We have John Hinnigan, today known as Johnny Spotlight. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you very much for joining us great Thank to be you. here
1: first, first off uh, me and dad have one thing in common when it comes to boxing we're both undefeated mm-hmm. yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely
0: man so um johnny i want to we, ask we were,
2: both,
1: we were both pro wrestlers before we were youtube boxers <laughs> yeah yes yeah we both got our we cut our teeth in the wrestling business and now mm-hmm. we've evolved
0: yes great. so um i'm really looking forward to this because i john i'm sure you've answered a lot of the same questions throughout your career and um I want to talk more about Creator Clash right now because that's coming up. Oh, let's do Creator Clash.
1: Yeah, yeah. And can, gonna can be, for the other answers.
0: Yes, 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, you're gonna be fighting Harley from Epic Meal Time, a guy who I'm an I'm a longtime fan of as well. I like both of you guys a lot. Um, I know him from the OG YouTube days. I still listen to him on the PK podcast when he appears. He's a big dude. Um, but I'm just gonna keep it real. You're the most athletic dude that we've seen in this youtube boxing space by far in my opinion how, how did this even come together he's, he's a big guy i'm sure it's hard to find him opponents so how did this all happen and i know you have the relationship with dad i saw you at creator clash one so how did this come together for
1: you i think you everything you just said is kind of exactly how okay. it, happened. <laughs> okay. it is hard <laughs> to find an opponent for harley and i i met idubs and everybody at creator clash one um when i was in Dad's corner, and. um It was so like electric and I was so pumped up that uh, I think that everyone could tell that I was really excited about boxing in the event. And um, I got a call from Ian and Anissa basically a little while ago. And they asked me if I would consider fighting. I said, yeah. And then they said, would you consider like fighting Harley? And I said, "Um, actually, like I only know like two people closely. I know him and I know Nathan. So I'd rather fight someone that's not my friend. Then (laughs) he took the fight. So they texted me back and said, Harley said he would fight you. And then I was like, well, (laughs) I guess I'll guess i fight him. (laughs) And then I thought about it and realized, you know, in the world of pro wrestling, I don't hit anyone harder than I hit my friends, really. You know, like I've knocked Seamus' teeth out before. And we laughed about it the next day. And when I started thinking of it along those lines, okay, like we're just going to punch each other. until one of us can't stand up anymore. <laughs> and um, I hope he's still my friend after that.
3: Uh, so Harley from Epic Mealtime and Epic Mealtime was huge, huge when I was in like college and all the stuff they would do that are now like actual like food, like restaurants just make this food. And it was before it became, or, They became a big kind of through epic mealtime. So I got to ask with when it comes to like your type of food and you're in, you're in great shape. Do you have like a cheat meal? Like, have you seen some of the stuff that he's eaten and you're like, Oh, how do you put this in your body? Like, what are you expecting from him showing up with all
1: this stuff? Tell me if you guys agree with this. Like, so he's been eating what, like 25, 30,000 calorie meals for like 15, 20 years. (laughs) Now he wants to fight me. I think he's got a death wish. He's he's trying to kill himself, basically. So, so that's uh, what I was
3: getting at, getting at is like how how do you think he's going to show up after all this food he has eaten throughout his his lifetime, and now he's going to get in there with a, a top tier professional athlete in the world of professional wrestling, and he's going he's going well, to try to punch you in the face, and you're going to punch back, him back.
1: Back on you guys, do you think because of all that food, his his gut will be stronger or weaker? <laughs> Oh I think if I think Mike, I think if you give him like one shot
3: he's going to feel that hamburger he had in like 2012 the the hamburger with I'm sure it had like bourbon bacon. and who knows bacon. what else was in it bacon yeah bacon on everything definitely bacon on those videos, everything.
0: absolutely um <laughs> yeah. hey now I will I will give Harley credit he did compete at the first grader clash he did very well against Aaron from Game Grumps um he has gotten a lot better shape so I will yeah, give him credit there yeah I've absolutely
1: seen him on Instagram he he is he is taking this very seriously He he looks like he's uh, not only just lost weight, but changed his body composition, which takes a lot of hard work. Like he's got some abs that are peeking through, um, which is great for him. You know, like he's got such a great story. I wish he had a different opponent because his story is just not going to have a happy ending. (laughs) Technically, he has less
2: padding now, too, because like when you are overweight, it is physically padding. And now if he's like
1: thinner, it's just you can get right to his kidney faster yeah and think about it in his prime like if he fell into a river he would have had his own flotation device kind of just that layer (laughs) and it's like he had his own protective boxing gear like like nathan said and now there's just ribs there ah poor guy what where have you been uh
0: training for this johnny or have you you and dad been trained together are you all close to each other irl Um,
1: as well yeah so uh, we train together whenever uh, dad's in town he's kind of been Oh, I, live in town, you. U-
2: I live in town, USA, which is an undisclosed location, possibly yeah. underground, but uh, I do go to El uh, Angeles as often as possible, and uh, I, John and I uh, have trained with his coach, Josh Barnett, and uh, a, a few times at LAKO, a boxing gym in LA, but um, yeah, I, my coach is up in Portland, Oregon, and uh, I do my extensive camps with him,
1: but uh, yeah, John. I've been excited to get up there at some point uh, during fight camp. Because uh, Nathan's coach, who's also named Josh, <laughs> every coach where every boxing coach is Josh and Mike. Like yeah, everyone Josh and Mike I've Mike
2: ever met, are all the boxing coaches names. Yeah, but Josh, my coach. My coach is Conquest Boxing. He's um, he. You can see what he did to me in the ring. I was a legit maniac, and he made me that way. That's and fantastic. I'll never not train with him. He's the best. So John's gonna come up at some point, and we're gonna do some grueling, intense training. Yeah. coming Yeah. And
0: then uh, Josh, Johnny, you? you
1: were, you were, oh, sorry. how's the, how's the training with uh, Josh Barnett been going? Um, when I asked Josh to train me, he said this, he's like, so you're going to enter the world of shoot fighting, huh? You know, boxing <laughs> is definitely your worst thing. And I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know. I, I've never boxed. I'm not a boxer. I've done almost every other martial art. I've just never boxed. <laughs> and then I've spent 20 years doing pro wrestling. Which is not exactly boxing or MMA or Muay Thai or any of that. It's just a simulation of violence, which I've come to enjoy quite a bit. <laughs>
0: but then, of course, you mix in the parkour. I've even seen you. I wrestle I saw you wrestle like a Jack Russell Terrier in a movie once. I mean, I've seen you. I've seen you do a whole lot of stuff.
3: I beat that dog, by the way. You did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you I to ask dog. How- I was going to ask how long you've been boxing because we've seen you in Bloodsport. We've seen Johnny Bloodsport. Like have you been boxing specifically just for this match? I assume the training is ramped up, but like how long have you kind of been just boxing uh training in general?
1: Oh my god, like 5 6 weeks. <laughs> well John
2: John when I last year for critical clash I went over to John's house and he had mitts and I hit mitts with him when I was training for my fight. So John has dabbled a little bit, but I don't know how seriously you
1: So done the, it. the the reason I have mitts and like the reason I like know how to punch is basically I, it's one of the things that is super essential obviously for wrestling but stunt work. And I've done a lot of stunt work and stunt choreo and um to master stunt work basically there's boxing footwork there's Muay Thai footwork there's uh, sport karate footwork martial arts tricking footwork and then there's specific stunt footwork and depending on the style of fighting you're doing the footwork combination you just need to like know how to punch and move so I've, I've studied that I've never studied boxing for the purpose of knocking someone out I've just tried to make it look like I knew what I was doing so this has actually been really fun because I, I started wrestling um, in high school, college. I was high school. that was I was gonna be an Olympic wrestler, so I thought <laughs> until I wrestled one year at D one at UC Davis and realized I was not nearly as good as I was in high school. <laughs> and I, I wrestled in high school.
2: I didn't know you wrestled in high school. Yeah, I, uh, I had a I had a very successful, in my opinion, wrestling career. It was two years, and then there was a tournament where uh, I wrestled uh, the football team who absolutely hated me because I was the freak of school, uh, major harassment in my high school career. And then I wrestled one of the football players that all hated me. And uh, this is a little bit of a rant here, but I had long Kurt Cobain hair at the time. I put it in pigtails and I had rainbow socks. I pulled up to my knees. This is mid nineties. And uh, I wanted to look like the person they disliked the most while I destroyed this football player. And I, I killed this kid. Like, I, I got three points on him, and then I pinned him and I like wiped the floor with this guy. And I think he, they're they all just super ticked and shocked. So and I, I started from for, uh, amateur yeah. wrestling as well. You're a wrestler at heart. That's yeah. so pro wrestling. <laughs> oh, 100%. I love, I love that. <laughs> I, love, I love wrestling. Wrestling, that's, I would like to honestly parlay this into some more wrestling shows, like the boxing thing, because the character and like the trash talk and then the physicality and stunt work. Like, I, I, I've done stunts my whole life. And gymnastics and stuff so i feel like this is just the attention that will then get me to where i really want to be and talking trash in a ring being someone's manager or something
1: yeah
3: well i want to know when we're gonna see dad and, and johnny elite back on my television because that, that was the best part of dark
1: let's yeah. dm tony oh yeah aw that's right yeah because yeah. we had we had a good thing going there but um you know I think now that we've like put it in the pot and it's been simmering this whole time, we're going to have a wonderful souffle of wrestling. Is that where mm, Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um,
0: Johnny, I want to you ask know, you the, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go we're going to feed it to
1: with our fists. <laughs> Full
3: I would say the name bit is the is the best thing in wrestling. The fact that you just, and you're, you're Johnny YouTube boxer for this, you're Johnny Spotlight here here today. But the name thing is is tremendous. And the wife was very adamant, like tell him it's the best thing going in wrestling today. So I'm now telling you that she absolutely
1: loves it. For a second, I thought you meant my wife and realized, no, she, she <laughs> Does
3: she not like it? Does she like, no, why do you keep changing your name? You're going to no, ruin she SEC, she mind SEO searches. But she would
1: never, <laughs> she worries about me getting too many compliments because my ego is, you know, oh. there's only a room in the house for two people and my ego is the whole living room. <laughs> if it <gets> any bigger.
0: <laughs> uh, John, I want to ask you, cause I know uh, we got limited time. Um, how has the cardio aspect been for you? Cause I know obviously your guy who's in really, really good shape, but like boxing is different, but I, I was just thinking off the top of my head, just on paper, like hardly I think is going to have a hard time. If it gets to deep water, I think it's something where he's going to have to, if he has any success, it's going to be early against you. But how
1: has the cardio been in boxing versus everything else that you do? Cardio is my favorite thing to do. I love, no, I hate cardio. <laughs> hate cardio. Cardio sucks. Like the, like The sweet science, so it's called, is really fun. Cardio is an essential tool in order to be able to use your mind while you're fighting. Um, This is a different kind of cardio than I've had to use for professional wrestling. It reminds me of collegiate wrestling. And um, it sucks. But it's definitely one of those things where, I mean, me and Nathan are in the same boat. Both of us are hurting our knees and wrists and elbows a little bit every day. And then doing something cardio that we don't love every day, just so that we can teach Harley and AB the chicken dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what that means, but.
3: I mean, Basically, I, mean I, I know the actual chicken dance of da-da-da-da-da, like that whole thing, but Richard I like should
2: was... ice. <laughs> that's what, when you <laughs> <we're laughs> lose <losing laughs> your legs Ooh, in a boxing match. Yes, yeah, we're, yes. We're, we're I, that's what I thought you were getting dance.
1: at. Is, yeah. when, when guys get knocked out on their feet and they're trying to stay up and they're just. Yes. Yeah. There, the yes. stanky leg leg out there yeah
3: john we know you got to right. run uh so go ahead let everyone know where they can find you at anything you want to plug promote get out there or anything
0: really you want to say to harley directly right here because there's a good chance harley
1: will see this oh really <laughs> harley god man <laughs> all right harley first of all you got a death which like i said you've been eating twenty thousand calorie meals for 15 years now you're gonna fight the mayor slam town johnny youtube boxer I'm going to put you to sleep. You're going to wake up dead if you're lucky. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at TheRealMorrison, on Instagram at John Hennigan, my shoot name, or on Facebook, follow John Morrison. And we've got one more thing to show Harley. These custom gloves.
3: This will be the coolest thing in his Ooh, room for since we perfect. didn't get a chance to ask that. Perfect.
1: Because, uh, these are specifically oh, made for Harley. <laughs> oh, and man. He loves bacon. So I was thinking it might take some of the sting out of him getting knocked out if it's by cheeseburgers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> He'll eat wow. those all day, too. Like, that that's perfect. That's perfect. He's, he's going to sit there. He's going to think it's an actual sandwich. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's tremendous johnny spotlight uh john hennigan john morrison johnny elite johnny bloodsport johnny youtube boxer however you know him you know him we appreciate you joining us on the show today man.
1: thanks for having me nathan thanks for setting this up um hit me up i'd love to talk more crap about harley anytime in the future
0: dude i would love to have you i love the youtube boxing scene so i will i will take you up on that absolutely (laughs) oh yeah we can talk crap about way more
1: people with more time Oh yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, KSI hey, and good.
2: Veggie. We're coming for the two of us. Oh are coming yeah! For. Oh, like let's go. First of all, two
1: on the same card at Misfits. Well, no, you don't have to do the same card now. Now Misfits is doing tag
0: team fights. They just—they're they're doing, they're doing tag team boxing. <laughs> that's that's right. Just breaking news yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, maybe,
2: yeah. a brothers tag team against me, uh, me and John. We would destroy yeah. them. Let's go!
1: Oh yeah. man, <laughs> I'm so excited right now. Oh my god! Yeah, let them know. Holy crap! hey ma'am oh, yeah. are you listening we're coming for your boys <laughs> yes yeah, son yeah all right josh Fernandez waiting for me and he's gonna kill me if i'm late <laughs> thank See you johnny.
2: Johnny.
0: thank you johnny we appreciate Dad. it Dad, <laughs> welcome back to the show man sorry thank we you, had to you, make you, sure y'all the morrison questions out before while we had yeah, it all good, all good dude thank you so much for setting that up
2: and uh oh yeah i figured because like we're together like all the time and i was like well i'll probably be with john and we were going to be together today but then i had to film a couple things so, where our day got split. But yeah, I was like, well, we may, we're, John and I are always training together. So, I figured we'd just do it together since he is the legit wrestler, you know? Yes. More appropriate for this. Well, site.
3: we, yeah. Well, we, and then we, we ask we, no wrestling questions. We're just going to ask <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, the, all the wrestling <laughs> questions now. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
0: well, for for those who don't know, dad will also be competing in Creator Class 2, as we mentioned earlier. He'll be fighting AB, who y'all know from the H3H3 podcast, along with Ethan Klein over there. Um, He's also known as Killer online. Mm-hmm. I love this fight for you. I, I I'm really looking forward to it. Um, we may try to get AB on to talk a little bit as well because I saw he was I saw him tweeting something about looking for some interviews to yeah to, I'm to sure he'll the be down. So um yeah I, I'd like to get all perspectives on this if possible. But how are you feeling heading into this fight? Because I mean you're you, I, I think everyone's really excited to see your return. But I think that comes along with some pressure as well, because you're known as the guy, the 22 second knockout guy. Yeah. And not only that, man, I'm sure you talked about this ad nauseum, but for people who don't know, you went mega viral again recently because Joe Rogan talked about your fight on the podcast. and showed yeah, yeah. It. So um, can you just talk about your feelings going into this fight and then also just kind of I mean, I'm sure you were getting blown up when
2: the Rogan stuff happened. Oh, yeah, that was pretty wild. I mean, that, that was the thing that I was kind of dealing with for since the fight. A lot of people have been taking my fight and loading it to Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and they're changing the title. They're putting like text on the screen that says, Father beats up son, Dad beats up son. And they're <laughs> all getting all these people who are loading these are getting multiple millions of views. Right. I get tagged by a lot of people saying, This is Nathan Barnett. That's Matt Watson. They're not family, they're not related. And then people will come over to my Instagram and be like, why did you beat up your son? And I'm like, he's not my son because they they're do not they seeing that the full truth. And then they just see me tagged and they're confused. So it's kind of annoying because people think some people out there do think I beat up my son. I don't even have a kid. So and also Matt is like 13 years younger than me. So I would have been like a teenager or 15 years younger or something like that. So anyway, it's kind of annoying. But then Matt Joe Rogan definitely saw one of those Instagram videos that was titled that and didn't bother like looking into it. So uh, I wasn't surprised because everyone was seeing those. It was at that point, it was just getting funny now. I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, and he's believing it. So I ended up getting like a video out of it for YouTube. So whatever, it's just the more people talk about this dad boxer, the better. Cause maybe they'll stumble onto my YouTube channel. The biggest problem I have is like, no one ever tags me when they make these posts and these true. videos. And I, if I got tagged in every time one of my videos was taken or put somewhere else, I'd be like, I just have millions of followers. But, like, since I've been on YouTube since 2005, it's happened my whole career with my dance videos, my, like, viral, like, falling off building clips on my like gifts and stuff. And no one ever knows the guy in the video. So I'm always that guy. It's like, oh, yeah, I've seen you yeah. dancing. I've seen you doing this weird Skittles thing. No one knows who I am because no one tags me. I don't care if people take my stuff. I just want them to tag me. So I was a little bit frustrated when that whole drug working thing happened. But then it kind of, like, made it funny in the end because people did start finding me and I got a video out of it. Um, But to answer the question, I am feeling very confident, uh, and it's very nice that a lot of people are hearing about me, uh, because I saw a lot of Reddit posts saying, like, I'm the most, like, talked about thing on Creator Clash, because it was kind of like a big viral moment, and, like, the dad character is, like, more of a character than the other uh, fighters, and I kind of, like, lean into it, so it's a little bit more interesting and uh, in a weird way, you know, like everyone is interesting because everyone has their huge followings that they're all like, I, I feel like I have to hustle hard and do the character and train super hard to have a super fast knockout because I'm least po- less popular than everybody else. Like they all work super hard, got their followings and are now they can kind of relax and do this boxing thing. But I'm in, in the mindset of like, I need this to save my career to like get relevant again. And that sort of like made me a little bit relevant. And I'm hoping to do the same thing again this year. So I am feeling confident uh, because I am working incredibly hard. I believe based on what I know and what I've seen that I'm working harder than AB. I haven't stopped training since August. I took the summer off after the last fight started back up again in August. And I haven't stopped. And I've been really, really like tr- training and practicing. And like, I, I just fight differently. Now I think differently. I notice things as like, yeah, I looked like a mess last time. So I'm hoping uh, I win. I feel very confident, but at the same time I have that, you know, the thought in my head of like, you never know. Cause you do never know what's going to happen. So I,
0: And I remember the last time you were on here, you, you mentioned that you were, you had planned to, to fight again in October. So I, I know that, that that didn't happen, but I, I'm yeah. assuming that's why you've been training and in shape for so long. You were expecting a yeah. fight. You've been ready to go for a while. I was now. hoping
2: to get a fight in the fall and it didn't happen because for a few reasons, I moved. I'm back down in LA now. I was in Portland before. Uh, it was just like my life was a bit chaotic. Um, but I will be hopefully fighting more, more. There's a better chance I'll be fighting twice this year because now Mams Taylor from Misfits, uh, KSI's manager, he's followed me and messaged me, and I met uh, all those guys over there. I went to a KSI, the KSI-Alaska KSI fight with Belle mm-hmm. Delphine, who will be in my corner this yep, time. I saw it, yeah. I'm kind of in that world now, and he said he wants to get me on a card, so I'm hoping maybe John and I can both get on a card like this summer or this fall over there. But uh, yeah, I haven't stopped training and I think it's been beneficial because I feel like a I'm, I'm wrecking machine right now, honestly. So how we'll helpful see.
3: has it been just training at the same time as John? You know, we had John last time, you did the AEW stuff with him, uh, mm-hmm. and you've talked about your friendship with him, and now like you were preparing alongside him for a fight and you'd see it all the time in like MMA UFC fights of like when two guys from the same camp are training and they're fighting on the same card, it's very much an iron sharpen sharpens iron type of thing. So like yeah. how, how beneficial has it been? Like he is also, and he's a top tier athlete, as I mentioned, like he's also training for an actual fight and he's not just like sparring and messing around with you.
2: Yeah. uh It's been great. I feel it's been beneficial for both of us because it's just, it's nice. Especially when you know the person, like I've known her for so long, it's different. Like, there's all these other guys like I've just met or I met them last year. So it's like I feel friendly with them. But John and I feels like a real friend. Like we can talk like behind the scenes and like really say how we're thinking, what we're thinking and talk, say what we think about our opponents and um, our training more uh, candidly, I guess. And like because in a way you're trying to like, I don't know, it's just somebody you don't really know. You don't talk as deeply with the other you know other people um so it's been good because we've been training with everybody a lot of people the la people at least we've been meeting up and doing sparring and exercising and stuff but john and i've been when we're working out and training and we're just talking and talking and talking and uh i i feel it helps a lot because it makes it it's like you're getting two i'm getting his training sessions with mine and i'm getting mine and his and he's getting mine and his because like He's got advice from my coach. I've had advice from Josh Barnett. I trained with him and Josh Barnett. So it's like, I feel like I'm getting like a, a bit deeper dose of training. And I think it's good because last, last year was just me and my coach. I was only in Portland and then I sparred everyone. So I sparred with the I dubs at one point, but like this year, I feel like more knowledgeable because of my interactions with everyone else. And it really just helps put things in perspective. And, and when I, especially when I see other people, how other people are doing and I go, Oh, No, that wasn't. They weren't as good as I thought they were going to be at this point. It kind of boosts your confidence a little bit, but um, you know, also puts things in reality check too. So like, sometimes I'm sparring with someone else in this event, and they give me like a good reality check. I'm like, oh dang, why why was I not aware of like, you know, I, I got hit pretty hard by Aaron from Game Grumps, and it took me back a little bit. But he's also like a big guy, yeah. And I was like, and like, I power through everything. I kept going. I didn't stop throwing, but it just it took me back when I was. In, in my middle of throwing punches, uh, and it was kind of like a wake up call, I guess. But yeah, I just think it's beneficial to be with training with a, a lot of people in the same event because you're all going towards the same goal.
0: And I remember, um, the last creator clash was pretty different than a lot of pretty much any other combat sports uh, event I've really ever seen from the perspective of y'all hanging out throughout the day during the event, like taking pictures together, like social media posts. And then you guys went in there fought each other legitimately. Yeah. Um, but it was like a big like it felt like there was I mean it was all for charity too, which we can't forget to mention. I mean that's a gigantic part of this as well, of course. But um without you know I know stuff in the gym stays in the gym but like how did the sparring uh go with Idubs? just like in general because he's he's really impressed me going from this kid making these videos on youtube um you know for all those years of content cop and kickstarter crap and all this stuff and he was he was really the personification of like just like a a youtube an internet youtuber doing this stuff out of his basement and now Mm -hmm. he's like really made a transformation he's more or less a chad now which is kind of crazy right yeah he's,
2: he's like grown up in a way and it's like <laughs> it's like it seems like a different person in a way um also physically his transformation like yeah, he's such a scrawny nerdy looking guy exactly. and now he's like a thick dude <laughs>
0: yeah yeah how, so how did it go like when when y'all got in the ring together because i feel like y'all could really help each other out with kind of where you're, you're both at yeah
3: it,
2: i it was a little bit weird for me because last year it was last year and it was at a point where like i had just switched to southpaw and I was like listening to everything my coach said, and like I started as orthodox. Matt thought knew I was orthodox, and I was. But then, like a month and a half in, my my coach wanted me to try a southpaw, standing southpaw, and it just felt more comfortable. And he's like, "Don't tell anyone you switched." He's like, "He's like you're not lying by not telling them." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, "This is how boxing is," yeah. and it, it, he's just telling me. He's like, "Don't believe anything anyone says. Don't believe any video anyone posts, because like the boxing world is tricky, and that's like the thing they put out false information and like a lot of." just nonsense going out. So I was like, okay. I just felt like I had to do everything he said. So when I went up and trained with I dubs, I was standing sparring in an orthodox stance and I had since switched to uh Southpaw. So it was a little unnatural for me when I was sparring with him and everyone. So I had to feel like, I don't, it, I didn't feel great about the whole situation, but it was, it was cool. It was great for me because um, I, that was the first time I really got knocked around. Cause the guys up there hit harder than I, at that point was, getting with my coach and my sparring partners. Cause like we were going like 25% cause he really eased me into it. He didn't want me just to get started getting hit. It was like a lot of shadow, no touching 25%. And then we went 50% and then we never even went. He's like one of the last sparring sessions was like 75% only one time. Cause he's like, didn't want any uh, extra injuries. But that time up in Seattle with Idub's, like I was getting knocked around in my opinion, harder than I ever had at that point. And I was standing orthodox. So it was kind of like, I feel I didn't learn too much that time. Cause I was like not doing what I normally do, but it was, it was nice to kind of like get hit around a little bit. I like, I genuinely like getting hit. Like it sounds weird, but it like charges me up and makes me feel like, yeah, come on. Like keep hitting me. Like it makes me want to hit back and it makes me like excited in a weird way. And I guess it's something I just never got and knew I wanted to get out of my system. Uh, but I truly like scrapping and getting like knocked around and hitting back. It's like, it's it's it's, it lights the fire in me i guess
0: you feel alive i get that yeah you really feel alive
2: and i'm like you can't I prove to them that they can't stop me and i'll never back down and i'll keep coming like even if i'm just like my brain is dead i'll still be on the ground like throwing my (laughs) fists you know just will not stop punching so it's kind of i learned that like throughout that whole last year i learned uh a lot about myself i guess and uh how i how much i enjoy this
3: uh, you mentioned on, on Twitter that the diss track has been recorded. When mm. When is that and can we get any type of a, a preview for it?
2: Um, I could play...
0: You won't copyright claim much, right?
2: No, but the thing <laughs> is my, my friend owns the track and it will get claimed unless he unclaims it. Oh, right. That's which right. he's going to do for me when I put it up. So it could get claimed. Um... I'll say, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a verbal preview uh, or I'll okay. just give you a hint. I won't sing the lyrics or anything, but um, if you saw Keith Apicary on America's Got Talent, uh, the nerdy gaming character uh, who danced, uh, that you, you can expect to hear something very similar in this diss track uh All so right. yeah let to do some research <laughs> i guess
0: i'm looking forward to it. do you have a date where that's going to be dropping
2: uh i'm trying to put it up and, and i had to film the video i had to film part of it here in la and part in portland so it'll probably be like mid-february unfortunately not i want to put it up it's, it's recorded it's being mixed right now uh and once it's done being mixed i'm also waiting on this cameo like a a, a guest vocalist uh fingers crossed that he's able to do it um, and then it, it'll be probably, it'll be done and I'll shoot the video. It'll probably be up in like mid February. I like to get it out as early as I can. So there's like, it's up well before the fight, you know? Sure. But, um, it's hard with all the training and all the other videos I'm shooting. So well, I, am, I have like 25 preloaded videos on my YouTube right now because I, I, I went hustled over Christmas because I was going to be, I know I'm, in the next week I'm going to be training for the next 11 weeks straight. Uh, up until the fight so i have everything like preloaded except for like some of these boxing videos but uh yeah it's been hard to get it all done while training every day
0: well, and also i know you've done a lot of you know, traveling like you you mentioned i know i've seen you popping up at other boxing events and stuff mm-hmm. what's what's been the uh since i guess pre-creator clash one to mm-hmm. now when you show up at an event like that and i mean you're an unrecognizable, or sorry you're i shouldn't say unrecognizable you're a very recognizable guy um like you know, you're walking around half the time with no, with no shirt on and a tie. It's like, Oh, that's that. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the how- dad look is memorable. <laughs> I guess, you know? Yes. Um, well, how, how's, I guess, kind of just the, uh, the visibility people you know, recognizing you and just kind of the feedback you're getting from like, I guess the fan base, uh, like nowadays versus kind of before you did the first Creator clash.
2: Uh, it's been great. It's every like couple of years, I feel like I have something that's like, Oh, you're that guy. From these videos, or you're from this commercial, you're from this uh, Disney show, or Always Sunny. Uh, I do like so many things that, like, every year or so I get like another spike. And some wait, were you different. what did you do in Always Sunny? It was a small little part, it was like one line. Uh, it was the sexual harassment seminar episode where they're like basically, it's like basically, yes. it was like they're they're all getting like me yes. too, basically, yeah, they're I, all horrible. And it was like a in a hotel. And uh, I forget what I even said. It was just—it was literally nothing. The writer of Always Sunny uh, uh, knew me. I auditioned for it, and she—I got—I did an episode of Community that she wrote as well. So I think when I auditioned, they're like, "Oh yeah, just have Nathan do it." But you know, nothing great. It's a small little thing. But now, probably people go, "Oh, they just my face is like you know that weird bald man." So it uh. Mm -hmm easy
1: to remember
0: don't don't downplay that at all um it's always setting philadelphia is my favorite show of all time so like oh, and I, yeah
1: so yeah, like and I,
0: I did not know that i didn't catch it i know exactly what episode you're talking about that's the one where mac picks up uh d from yeah yeah i mean that's yeah that's yeah okay
2: yeah. yeah. okay yeah, it was okay, yeah. funny they were like they were just going <laughs> off the rails like during the whole thing like making stuff up and it it made the scene from what was on the script like 10 times funnier just by like messing around they added like so much just by like improvising and figuring out what was funny and then they kind of kept redoing things so it was that was so funny that was hilarious that whole bit with him picking her up <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm yeah. gonna watch no, that
0: right no. after this i'm gonna go back and find your scenes i, I was already obviously a very big fan of, of dad but now, bagu, bagu, bagu. Uh, yeah now, now i know you're part of my one of my, literally my favorite show of all time so I, yeah,
2: yeah awesome. that was that was a thing like a year or two ago and then now, uh, dad is a thing, and uh, I was actually, I went, I went to England a couple of weeks ago to film my promo videos for this Creator Clash uh, event with my friend who lives over there, and when I was at the airport in LAX, I sat down at, like, a bar, a restaurant, like, you know, I had two hours to kill, and this guy sat next to, was, like, looking at me, and I was thinking, because it happens on the street, especially in LA, a lot of people in LA just consume entertainment and media, and they just all get recognized as whatever character every once in a while. And I was like, oh, he probably saw like one of the characters or something. Um, and then he said, he said, hey, are you the dad boxer? And I was like, oh yeah. And he's like, dude, I just saw, I just saw that on Instagram. And I was like, oh, did you see the thing that says dad beats up son? He goes, yeah. <laughs> he goes, but, he goes, but I've also seen your dance videos like my whole life. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So it wasn't just that he saw me from. So yeah, a lot of people have been seeing me as dad. And I told Anissa and I Dubs, I was working out in Beaverton, Oregon, which is right next to, outside of Portland. Right before I moved back down last summer, I was just exercising uh, two days in a row. Two people came up to me and they said, hey, are you dad from Creator Clash? So dad from Creator Clash specifically is like the new thing I'm getting recognized as. So I told uh, Idubs I and Anissa like they've changed my life and I hope to always be involved because it's keeping me relevant. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate them having me. So, yeah, it's been amazing. Like a lot of people are remembering dad from the events. So, I'm hoping this year. I can put on just as good of a show, if not better, so that it guarantees me another slot next year.
3: I mean, how do you top the, the fastest knockout, though? Like, uh, you break your own this- record?
2: Well, so I think I don't think be, Matt put up no fight, and anyone could have done what I did. My, I honestly, I think. No, <laughs> no,
3: no, no, no! Don't take any. I no, don't, mean, yeah, don't sell, don't sell that short. Come on. I mean, yeah. Yeah,
2: you, you still got to go out
3: there and throw the punch. Like true, yes. true. You
0: yeah, true. And, and you got to stay on the gas too. Like there's some yeah. yeah. boxers that get in your kind of position and then let up. You just all gas. And yeah, just, and that's yeah. the thing.
2: Like I train specifically to never let up. The whole I can go all five rounds, all two minutes each five rounds and literally never stop punching. Like, I don't need the break. My cardio is through the roof. So hopefully I can do put on just as good of a show against AB. But the thing is, AB can take a punch, and he punches back. So uh, I have a new game plan this year. But uh, it will be – I do feel I will obliterate him, truly. I really just genuinely feel I will based on how my sparring is going right now uh, and how he did last year in his fight. But I do have a different game plan, and uh, I I, w- I I think to outdo that 22 seconds, I don't think I can outdo it in time. Maybe I can get lucky. Maybe get a good shot, you know, and knock him out quick. Uh, I would love to try that. I, I will hope for that. But I, I feel in my head how I outdo it is ma- it's the most brutal match, and people are like, oh, dude, like he messed him up. Like that's how I think I could outdo it, where people are exactly. like, Dad is a savage. <laughs>
3: That's gonna have to rely on him to be able to take a lot of punishment, like like a yeah. BJ Penn, Diego Sanchez type of thing where you just beat him up for five rounds yeah, and then exactly it's like a mess after that. So that, that seems more dependent on him to just be able to withstand all of these shots, not you. Yeah.
2: I think he can withstand a good amount, but I don't think I I feel he I he won't last as long with me as he did with Hundar, because in my opinion. Hundar went easy on him. And there was so much time where, like, no one was doing anything. They were just walking around the ring, like, literally walking. I was like, why are you walking? Like, get on that person and get out, get in and out, get, like, move. They were just, like, walking around, like, throwing one, literally one punch, both of them. I was like, what, what is this? Like, nothing under three punches, always moving, always punching. I I think he won't last <laughs> as long against me, in my humble opinion.
0: <laughs> um. Have I know you said you've been able to see some of the the people training for the mm-hmm. event, um, kind of in your circles and your gyms and stuff. And you know, there's some people I'm really interested in seeing on the show. Um I, I I I think it's good that Myth is getting there. He's gonna be fighting Hundar, who you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh Myth looked really good on the chess boxing uh event recently. He fought uh Churleys, if I remember correctly, on uh, yeah, the yeah. chess boxing. And that was the best fight of the of the show, in my opinion. Yeah, and
2: Churley's I, I was very impressed by him. Cause he like, he got wiped out the last time I saw him box and it was misfits or something. And he, I was like, Oh wow. Turley's actually did pretty well. Like he was actually like moving and slipping and like, you know, timing his shots. Uh, But yeah, myth is, he's a good boxer. I think Hundar and myth will be a great match for sure.
0: Yeah. and, And the one that I'm honestly looking the most forward to out of people that I haven't seen fight before is Froggy Fresh, Tyler Cassidy. Um, that I dude's he's ripped. He's be been girl. ripped forever. So it's like.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. His videos. I, I watched his videos way back. That was like when I was doing the Skittles videos, I think. Uh, he, he He's so funny. I like the, the way he writes and the, the way he his whole bit. Because I also like bad wordings and like so yeah. improperly. Like that's like my whole Skittles thing was like saying sentences backwards and inside out. And he does that. But you still understand what he's saying. He's so naturally funny. But he's also a super athletic dude. Like. He's already athletic. He's already working out. Yeah, I think he was already boxing. I think he's gonna wipe the floor uh in his his match. Yeah, playing Chris, Ray-Gun. Chris Ray-, Ray gun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I yeah. I yeah, I think Froggy Fresh, I think he's gonna be a real sleeper in like just the YouTube mm-hmm. boxing scene. Like if he sticks with it, I think he's yeah. gonna have a lot of success, especially because you know he's five foot two. So like there's gonna like height wise and size wise, I think he's just gonna be way yeah.
2: faster, stronger, more athletic. After this, I know Michael Reeves doesn't want to fight again, but, like, after Ooh. this, like Michael Reeves versus Froggy Fresh or the winner of it would be – that would be amazing. Because they cool. both are, like, sleepers in my – you know, like, I, that's what Michael Reeves was. No one expected Michael Reeves to be a war machine.
0: Well, did you watch this video of him him uh, put, attaching himself to all these, like, electronics and teaching <laughs> yeah. his arm how to throw punches? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that kid – for people who don't know – um, michael reeves he he makes he's like this nerd who has learned coding but uses it in like the weirdest ways in youtube videos like he taught his his fish how to trade stocks by just swimming around a bowl and stuff um and he was and he he was one of the most impressive guys in creator clash one as you just mentioned he looked really Hmm. really good so dude that's that's perfect matchmaking my opinion uh froggy fresh looks good and and matt in um Michael Reeves wants to get back in there. I, I think that'd be a great fight.
2: Yeah, that'd be amazing. I'm very excited for the the girls fights too, because last year they proved to be that they stole the show. Like the Minx and Haley match yeah. was unbelievable. So I think the girls are like, they're like, re, they're working so hard. In the Discord, it's like there's so much hype around them because they're like so determined to like show everyone like what they can do. I think that's it's, it's going to be head to toe. This whole event is like going to blow Crater Crash One out of the water, which is hard to do because it was. I I feel and I watch every boxing event, pro boxing, YouTube boxing. The energy in the crowd and the boxers were so into it, and it was such a fun attitude and energy to the whole thing. I think this is going to be amazing, and I think the the girls' matches are going to be a big uh, contributing factor to that.
0: And I heard that I think I saw Anissa. Um tweeting that the arena y'all got is twice the size um, yeah, as the last I mean, one wow. and, and, it, and it'll it'll sell out just like the first one i, did. Think I so. mean yeah so
2: what an it's, atmosphere it's it looks to me like i can't quite tell but it looks like there was already half of it like sold out there's like an image you can see where it's all white all the white ones are gone and it was after one day like the whole front is gone and it's like bleeding into the middle now so i can't i can't imagine it won't sell out
3: I do. I have a question about a re- another recent Twitter post. Uh, okay. Are, were you actually a former grave digger?
2: I was. Yes, in uh, Natick, Massachusetts, the Dell Park Cemetery. My boss was Joe Bartolini, and uh, originally I worked at a store or a garden shop called Mulch and More in Holliston, Massachusetts, where I delivered mulch in the dump truck, and then I would go to the cemetery to cut grass because that guy managed the cemetery. So he's like, "Oh, go cut the grass or the cemetery," so I don't have to do it. And then uh, that sort of evolved into like one day he's like, oh, we got to dig a grave. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, we got to dig the grave. I'm a caretaker here. And I'm the gravedigger. I was like, oh, and then it became I do it all. And he just <laughs> I became the grave gravedigger. Uh, so it was really weird and really strange. But for two years, I was a gravedigger, a little over two years. Uh, and that's how I saved all the money I earned at the cemetery is how I moved out to Los Angeles in 2005. So I was a gravedigger and i know how to put a body in the ground and i am prepared to do that april 15th the creator Clash. <laughs>
3: See, wow. that's a good backstory too. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the post was great. And you're like, I was a former grave digger. So I, I know what I'm doing here. One way or yeah. another, I'm putting you in the ground. And people,
2: I think people don't think I really am because I have the picture I posted. is no. me like in the cemetery. Yes, the that's, that's
3: <laughs> why I wanted to know. It looks like, it a big, look like, like a big
2: photo shoot, but yes. that's the, the story is that's the actual cemetery I worked in. My brother, Josh, uh, who actually worked with me at the cemetery for a few months as well. He's a photographer and I was uh, I do a podcast called Grave Stories and the whole gimmick is former grave digger reads grave stories and we talk about like these spooky ghost stories and stuff um and uh i took that picture in the cemetery that i actually worked at with my photographer brother josh who made it look like this like big fancy photo um but yeah i was a grave digger and i where i'm standing is where i have dug actual graves the people i'm standing on i put there so uh, yes, I've had a real interesting past. I've had over 40 do- jobs. I worked on an Air Force base, painting the lines in the runway for when the jets were taking off. I've had I've had every job under the sun uh, until I finally just you know, became like a performer actor full time in 2007, I think is when I had, was my last job. So, wow. Yeah, yeah, kind of small world full circle a little bit with the Always Sunny tie-in.
0: I recently watched uh, an interview with Danny DeVito where he talked about how uh before he got into acting or at least made it in acting he was um he did hair as a like a mortician like like on like yeah yeah. We were,
2: yeah i talked to him about this because really uh i had a meeting with him before years before i was on always sunny he was developing a show where it was a borat for kids it was him <laughs> and his son were the executive producers and they they were pitched to me as the guy because like i do a lot of like on the street pranks and characters and uh, physical comedy, and they're like, "Oh, this I was presented as the talent to, to do that," and they're like, "Oh, this guy would be great." But he saw all my videos, and he didn't know what I was like as a person because I was always in character. And he's like, "What's this guy like? Is he crazy?" Uh, so he wanted to have a meeting. So I met him at his lawyer's house in uh, the Hollywood Hills and uh, we just talked about all kinds of stuff i talked about big fish which is one of my favorite movies and he told me that story because i told him i was a grave digger so we talked all about the dead body we handled <laughs> before we were actors so yeah yeah i knew about that that's he's interesting he's a really interesting guy i love yeah him. he's like the funniest like, he, who knew he had to have this like second well not second win because he's always doing something good but uh yeah this is such a different turnaround like back in the comedy when he got into always sunny and it's like hands down i think the funniest performance in anything. I got I just love gross, sloppy, nasty dumb men and or and women anyone. Anyone who's like, uh, "D actually, she was so good." I don't know if you ever watched her spin-off show, The Mick. The Mick, yeah. Yes. She was like yeah. the yeah. Dana yeah, DeVito one. of her own show, and she was so funny because she was just such a lousy, degenerate person. I loved it. That's like my favorite kind of character. So yeah, Dana DeVito and her, like, it was just an honor to be involved with any of them.
3: That's Dennis on that show. He's he's the worst to me. Glenn Howerton. Oh, yeah, for sure. absolute worst on, on Always Sunny. Just yeah. no redeemable yeah. qualities. No, exactly. That's
1: what
2: I like. That's what that is <laughs> yes. so good because it's like it's like Seinfeld is all about like no lessons. That that was Larry David's rules. Like no one learns a lesson. No character, like no hugging and no lessons was the things I guess they he wouldn't allow on the show. And I think that's why it stood out for other sitcoms because it wasn't like oh we're all hugging at the end, you know. You know, hey, we learned our differences, and it all wraps up. Nope, none of that. And then uh, Always Sunny comes in, and it basically takes that model and throws it, you know, out the window and goes, it's even worse. It's like no lessons, no morals, no hygiene, no, like, anything. The
0: characters (laughs) progressively get worse over the years. (laughs) Yes,
2: (laughs) They're literally, like, the worst people in the world, and it's, like, fun to live through them because everyone has those little bits and moments of themselves in their own lives
0: man do you have any other um any other kind of like aspirations and acting or anything in the pipeline right now that uh that you can talk about
2: uh i'm trying i i made a short film called neutral i think it's the best thing i've ever made the most impressive thing i've ever made uh it's 22 minutes it's on my youtube channel um i want to finish that and make it a full feature film that's like the beginning 22 minutes i just need to shoot the other 60 and like we'll see the full feature film that's like a big thing i want to do at some point but it's like hard. It's when I think about realistic. I'm like, when am I gonna do that? I need to like stop everything and do that. And it's gonna cost like a hundred thousand dollars and I have to do a major Kickstarter or something. And it's tough because like I also want a box, I also want to buy a house, and I'm trying to save for the past couple of years to like buy a house somewhere and maybe leave LA and get a place with like a yard and like a basement so I can have video games and like a little studio I can film things in. So I'm like to give you too much information about my life, I'm trying to like figure out when do I do any of these things because it's just too much going on now. I thought now I'm, I'm turning 42 next week. No, I'm turning 42 tomorrow. Oh, two days from now, February oh, 2nd. birthday! happy early happy birthday. Early birthday. Uh, thank you, thank you. Oh, uh, two
3: days uh, from now is actually, so legitimately when this airs, it'll be your birthday. So yeah, perfect. Oh, well, a happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'm 42 now to everyone watching <laughs> this. Um, uh, and uh, I would think I'd be slowing down by now and that like, kind of relaxing, but I'm doing more than I ever have. Like I have big changes coming to the dad YouTube channel. Uh There's the boxing thing happening. Uh, I would like, to, I was thinking about maybe I was just with my friend in England. Uh, and I'm thinking about maybe I moved to England for six months to just rent a house there before I like try to buy my own house somewhere, because I really like England and uh be nice. Just kind of a life experience. So uh, I, I know you didn't ask any of this, but this is just kind of what comes to my head when I think about what's coming up in the future. I don't know. Hopefully more stuff. There'll be definitely more videos. I have, many videos coming and more boxing but hopefully uh a film from me at some point
0: well i know you said um you know some big changes coming to the dad channel um i know you've been on youtube like as nathan for like decades really i mean a long long time 2005
2: that, is when I started using YouTube and then I made I used my friend's YouTube channel and then I made my own channel in 2006, the second year of YouTube.
0: And then with the dad channel came later, right? And that's actually, that has that gotten has that gotten the, the, the subscriber level of Nathan at this point? Almost. Already or is it pretty close? It's, yeah, it's so.
2: about to hit 400,000 and about a year and a half ago, Nathan was at 400,000 and Nathan has had a little bit of a spike from the boxing thing. So Nathan's staying a little bit above but the gaps getting smaller and smaller so nathan's at like four hundred and seventy thousand, and dad's about 400 so i think after Creator clash and maybe the end of this year dad will probably pass i think that'll hit 500 first but yeah i've been on youtube since for 18 years and i've never hit half a million subscribers So i'm hoping that this year is the year one of my channels uh, is half a million and blows through the roof because I have big things coming. And uh dad, I have big aspirations for dad, where I'm trying to get into more live music performances, like actual DJ shows out at clubs and festivals. Where basically the 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 sort of idea and the pitch is imagine marshmallows dad on stage and he's doing backflips and flopping around like a maniac dancing really hard. And you're like, What is this dorky man? And why is this music actually good? And that's like that sort of second life i want to take with dad outside after like the youtube channel is more live performances and i just did a music video with um a quick little bit in uh, oliver tree ksi music video so i'm trying to like branch out and do more and more with like legitimate musicians and i was in a, i've been in so many marshmallow uh robin schultz uh pharrell florida i've been in like every music video under the sun so i'm trying to take all this music stuff i've done in the past and push it into my own thing where now the guy from the music videos is doing his own thing and you can go see him dj and lose his mind at some show so i'm trying to set up some shows starting this summer that's like the big new push for dad we can come watch him and party with him live so yeah
3: (laughs) dad i think last time we had you on you were in the a gas station parking lot is that correct yeah yeah I was in a gas
2: station parking lot I remember this vividly I was uh on the tour I was on tour with the game grumps uh basically doing kind of what I would like to do on my own tour I opened up for the game grumps with just super hype energy where we played my music and I danced around on stage with the audience and had like dance competitions and it was really cool because like my music videos were playing on like a huge screen so people who are new to the dad character who only knew me from boxing because they saw Aaron box and they're like oh yeah that dad guy um i also do this other character keith who was more in line with the game grumps uh bit is like you know, he, keith abecari plays video games so i think some of them were like oh yeah that guy but if they didn't know the dad character it was a really great advertisement for me because it's like oh here's these five music videos we're watching as we're seeing him perform live dance on stage and we're dancing along with him uh so that was amazing i was doing that tour and uh i was getting a massage. And I just got out of the massage, and I was sitting down in a gas station parking lot because I pulled like my left hamstring super bad jumping off the stage, night after night. So yeah, I was sitting down in a parking lot talking to you guys. Then uh, well, we we didn't get was,
3: a chance to to yeah. ask you then because of your location, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you now. What is the coolest thing you you have in your room? We ask everybody.
2: Oh, oh, like video game wise? No, no, just anything, like anything just that's in the room yeah. that you're
0: in right now, or like the house that you're in. Like, oh, I'm gonna like I I really show
1: cool you. Hmm.
2: There's some things I want to show you in this room.
0: I mean, you can get up and pick them up. Like, we don't. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if I
2: want to show it or not because uh, it's like, well, it's not secret, but I'm <laughs> I'm gonna make a little uh, a statement before I show it to my. To <laughs> The deep fans. That was okay.
0: Awesome. I think we're getting an exclusive here.
2: Well, <laughs> so there are fans of my audience in my audience that will have seen this before, but I'm going to uh, preface—I guess is the word I want to use—that this has nothing to do with the dad character, and this isn't this isn't a joke. This isn't in character. This isn't me. Wink, wink. This literally has nothing to do with the dad character. It has to do with something else. I'm a little. I'm out of character a little bit right now, so. But this is the coolest thing that's in the room at the moment. Is this uh, computer? And let's see. Oh gosh, (laughs) darn it! It's I can turn it. It's an actual working computer. I can play Minecraft on it. I can do whatever I want on it. It's a glowing keyboard. Uh, In the house, I have arcade cabinets, which are you know probably maybe the coolest things I own. But um uh let's see let's see if you can hang on wow. turn, let me
3: say load up.
2: it's turning it yeah. on. the keyboard glows you can kind of see the light Yeah. Go. um
1: nice. at some what point it?
2: Should, i think i hit the button yeah i didn't hear the sound though um it's hard to get your finger on the button from this angle but uh yeah this is a custom-made uh computer that will be in some videos uh in the near future did i get it I hit the button, but it's not making the noise. Anyway, it's um,
1: what's going on? Turn
2: it on. There <laughs> it is. There we go. Oh, oh go. wow, that's, so, that's yeah. I don't have the mouse with me right now, so uh, it does literally everything uh, a modern Macintosh would do. Uh, so yeah, it's awesome. Something's dope. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. It's it. very. Uh, did
0: did someone like who who custom made that for you?
2: Uh there's a guy named Mike. Mike Lombardo, B A R D O, if you look up Bardo Industries on Instagram, he's got like pictures of the build. Uh, he made the dad e computer. Like a dad in the dad universe is tons of like weird looking tech that like works real, like legitimately works. He took this old 80s uh, uh, Apple computer and like compl- changed the insides, changed the guts, repainted it. Uh, he made this portable phone that it was an Oregon Trail handheld game that he changed and put a Raspberry Pi in and it played <laughs> Minecraft. It went on the internet. It checked emails. It played dad songs. And it was the phone that dad used in the series. He makes really cool tech. And I basically asked him to make this exact design of this shape of this computer. It's based on an old 70s computer. And he just 3D prints the whole thing, sands it, paints it, makes it. It's awesome. So yeah, Mike Lombardo, he's a genius. And uh I have a lot of other things in this room that I'd like to show you that haven't been seen on the internet yet, but this one has been seen on Twitter. So uh yeah. Yeah, that's badass. That's really yeah. cool. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's like it's cool because like I can t- it's so light, I can like hold it with one hand and I can like take it anywhere I want. Like it's weird. I like clunky portable stuff. I had as the Keith character. I had an actual GameCube that I wear on my waist, the full GameCube, and it had a controller with a screen in it, like it was like a Wii U controller, custom made. And I'd walk around the portable GameCube with the g- huge GameCube square on my hip. I like it because it's like it's so odd looking. You're like, what is that really portable? So I like big clunky tech that's like sort of portable. You know, were you so like
0: a like a Game Gear kid when yeah, you? Yeah, I love like, Game yeah. Gear.
2: I love Atari Lynx. I love. Uh, Sega Nomad, like all the yeah. portable peripherals, I'm super into. But I like, I, I want a Genesis that's the full Genesis. Right. And put a screen in the Genesis, and you use the console as the controller. Like I like mm. the the bigger and bulkier. I actually had a Nintendo 64 that I put the system on my chest with with <laughs> straps, like a like a laser tag pack or a chest plate. And then off of that was a controller. There's a picture of it somewhere on the internet um and the 64 controller had a screen in it so i would wear the nintendo 64 had a battery inside of it and i could walk around wearing the system and play the game you take the cartridge and you'd plug the cartridge into your chest it was the coolest freaking thing awesome and it was like why do this this is like stupid you know everyone wants small and compact but i like big and bulky but as long as you can still carry it and wear it it's truly portable i have a portable playstation 5 right now if I, like I get these portable batteries and I strap them to the bottom. I have a portable PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, a portable GameCube. I built my own portable Nintendo 64 and I have a portable Dreamcast, which is actually a sort of it was made in the 90s. It's called a Dreamcast with a T, and it was a like Chinese company that Sega sued and like shut down. But I had they were very rare, and I got one of them uh recently off eBay. So I just like portable. Technology and I also will then take those systems that you normally plug into a wall, and I get a portable battery and I like zip uh, I'll, uh, Velcro it to the bottom of like the PlayStation so that I can then truly take a PlayStation Five anywhere I want. But it's super heavy and bulky, and people think, "Why do you have this?" And I think because <laughs> it's funny and it's like no one else has it, so now I do. I love Dude, that. If,
3: if you show wrestling fans a portable Nintendo sixty four and they realize you could walk around just playing No Mercy all day these things would fly off of I, the shelf.
2: I did that on my birthday last year. So exactly a year ago, I built this portable Nintendo 64 on my birthday. Uh, it's a really weird clunker. I'll show you a picture if I can get it up fast enough. Um, on my birthday in uh, uh pizza, what is it? No, um, the cheesecake factory. Uh, my brother and I played no mercy uh, in cheesecake factory on my portable Nintendo 64 on my birthday a year ago. <sighs> uh oh, in two rules. days from now a year ago I'll try to show you a little video I built this it was basically a wooden box frame that I built put a, the 64 in it here it is um and then uh basically it's this tray I carry around that has a monitor in it and uh this is me building it this is the wood I okay the wood and then I spray painted the wood I'll skip through um let me see here uh skipping skipping so then i built this <laughs> <laughs> and then you can see there's a little thing where the monitor goes right up in that top part and then here it is <laughs> oh wow Dude, that's awesome that's so, cool yeah, that you put all this oh, time into something like, like that star wars on it too. because like oh. i, I so the Nintendo 64 I had years ago was made by, like, someone who actually, like, fabricates and, like, makes plastic. And so, yeah, there it is. So I basically – just you carry it around. You put it on your lap. You put it on a table, whatever. But it is portable. Uh, and the battery underneath is rechargeable. So uh, I got that 9-inch monitor on Amazon. But the guy who made my original one, like, melted the plastic and did that whole thing. And uh, I still don't have it anymore. And I wanted it. I was like, I don't want to wait and have someone else make me one. I was like, I'm just going to slap it together with wood. <laughs> so – that's the not as good one that I made myself.
3: Oh, that that still rules though. That, that yeah. some
2: of the, that shit's like
3: ingenious to me. Just yeah, I love all and... those
2: like those like uh, hacker videos. Like Ben Heck, I think his name is, and a bunch of other people. They'll like there's a there's a mod for a Dreamcast called the Stormtrooper, and it basically mm-hmm. looks like a Stormtrooper helmet, and you it's like this portable Dreamcast that you like was a it, it Dreamcast or 64. I think it's Dreamcast, but like there's, like really sleek, cool looking portable old system retro systems now that people can make and you can get the plans and like do it yourself but like i can't 3d print things so i can i can spray paint wood (laughs) that's easy (laughs) for me uh dad
3: we appreciate we appreciate you joining us here today let everybody know let everybody know uh where they can find you at anything you want to you want to plug anything you got to say about ab who you're going to bury here in a couple of months
2: uh, well, you can find me if you search dad on YouTube, I should be one of the first things that comes up. Uh, search dad or Nathan, Nathan, Nathan dance. If you need another keyword that helps you find me, um, uh, and, uh, to a B, um, Hmm. <laughs> what do I say? Uh, I, I, crave pain. Uh, I love the glove. Uh, I will, um, <laughs> I don't know. I would want to eat your punches. I'm starving for pain. So bring it to me, give it to me. I'll, I'll eat, I'll eat it all. on a buffet uh, of pain. So try it hard as hard as you can. It will not do you any good. Uh, and I, and a lot of people say these the same things I'm saying. And it's just like, like I truly want him to try to hurt me. Like I need it and I love it and I want it. And the more he tries the more you try AB, the more it will lighten me up, and uh, I will bring that much 10 times the pain you're bringing to me. So, Let's let's brawl. Let's throw down hard. I want to give everyone a show, and hopefully, uh, one of us gets knocked unconscious because that's that's the only way to give people what they paid for, in my opinion. Yeah, Saturday. See, I, I want everyone to be safe at the same time, but I I do <laughs> I don't want the, the people setting up the event to know that I want to hurt someone super bad. But I want everyone to be safe. But I also really want to put on a good show.
0: <laughs> yes, right. That's gonna be Saturday, April 15th, 2023, Creator Clash 2. I cannot wait, dude. I as you said earlier, I'm not just saying this because you're on the show. I've said this on many platforms, many different podcasts. My favorite influencer boxing type event of any kind was Creator Clash One. I watch it all just like you do from the, the best pros down to the the TikTokers who have never done it before. And
2: yeah, um, yeah. I
0: have really high expectations. Huge shout out to iDubs and Anissa for putting all this together. And I mean, mm-hmm. I can't I absolutely can't wait. I am gonna if I could be there in Miami, I'd go. Um I don't think I can be there, but I'll absolutely be watching live. So
2: yeah, yeah. T- Tampa, it's in Tampa for anyone listening. Oh sorry, Tampa.
0: I'm sorry. It's in Tampa.
2: Yeah. Um so if anyone does want to go. Get the tickets ASAP because they will sell out. It sold out super fast last year, uh, and uh, it seems like it's on its way to do that again. And if you are a wrestling fan, which I'm guessing most people listening or watching are, uh, this, I think, is the, the best YouTube boxing event to watch because it's most in line, in my opinion, with the characters and the trash talking and this the fun and the pageantry. Uh, it's just so much closer to what pro wrestling is than any other event. And the loyal fan
0: bases, like you'll hear the crowd live, like they, like even if you tune into the show and you don't know who everybody on this card is, the people in attendance will be
2: loud for for these fights. So like, yeah, it's, and they it's do good cool video. Atmosphere. They do good video packages too, which sort of sets up who everyone is. So if you don't know, it's kind of like okay, now I get it. I know where this guy comes from and this girl comes from. Now, um, I can like kind of get on board and pick my side. So. Yeah, yeah. Guys, you, you
3: can learn more uh about the event at the Creator Clash. There's a link in the description of this video. All the links to support dad to support Johnny Spotlight are also below in the description of this video. And you know, we appreciate you guys uh coming on today, giving us some time. Good luck on April 15th. Uh we, you, we're rooting you. for the double knockouts, uh A B going down, Harley going down at the oh, hands yeah. of dad and Johnny Spotlight. And guys, we will be right back here on the spotlight.